0: Good morning yeah, we came down came down just to hang out and uh, we went and did some important spiritual things, like hunting <laughs> and hunting and hunting. Yes. but when I landed it 's the weirdest thing i 've had some major warfare lately, and I landed here I got po- food poisoning, and I was in the bed for two days and it was strange. Um, I was staying out at one of his friends' house, and we were supposed to fly in his plane to go to this ranch. And I can't tell you, I was white as a sheet, man. And uh, I woke up that next morning. I'd been up all night, and, and uh, they were trying to give me crackers, Gatorade, you know, and everything. And I got to the point where I was almost passing out because I was, I've, already, I've got three broke ribs right now. And then on top of that, I'd get rushed to the hospital a week ago was my breathing. I couldn't breathe. There was fluid on my lungs, and I mean, all kinds of stuff just happened, and, uh, and then when that's kind of subsided, I landed here, get food poisoning, you know, and you're throwing up with broke, broke ribs, and you know, and you got the next morning, and I mean, it was crazy, and I was supposed to fly in this plane while I'm sick, and you know, and we're getting out to the airport, and I get out of the van, and I almost black out because I'm, I'm trying to endure to go, y'all ever done that, you know, and and my brain is going, you're an idiot, get back in the van, have them take you home, and uh, and I remember I looked at uh, Joshua, he was with us, and uh, I said, man, I don't know if I need to go, because I just almost passed out, and I knew the plane ride was going to be kind of tough, and I looked at Josh, and I said, man, what do you think, I th- you know, I feel like I need to stay, you know, because I, I just almost passed out. And he goes, he said, dude, you're going to be good. He said, you're going to just endure it, man. You, you know, you're going to get good. When we get there, you're just going to rest <laughs> and you're going to feel good, you know. And it, it's strange because I, uh, the, in the last uh, meeting, where I started talking about this whole power of long suffering. And the bad thing about this is I asked for this. I asked the Lord to teach me what it's like to long suffer like he did. Don't ever do that. (laughs) That was an idiotic prayer. (laughs) But I've learned something that's, that's helped me. It's starting to enter me into places that I never saw God in. Uh, I'm entering into places that of scripture that I never understood until the last, I'd say that last eight months. And, uh. But the thing, and I'm being serious when, when Josh said, you know, come on, dude, you know, and then I looked over, you know, he was sitting in the front of the, the van, and I said, what do you think? You hear anything? No, I don't hear, I don't hear nothing. I think you're gonna feel better, you know, and I'm like, okay, you know, but it wasn't what it wasn't what my friends were saying. What I heard was, we want you with us, and that's what God's saying. It's not what He says you got to get what he says behind it. Why is he talking? Because he wants you with him. He's not worried about all the commands. He's talking to you just to usher you in into a relationship that's deeper than you've ever thought before. But there are times in your life when he invites you, you're going to have to get over yourself and long suffer through situations to get to your destination. And long suffering is a power that gets you to the places that you never thought you would get there with. And it's the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, because the long-suffering is a nature of the Holy Ghost. You can look at it in Galatians 5. There's love, there's joy, there's peace, and then there's long-suffering. And I, I used to skip over long-suffering. <laughs> you know, that's for Jesus, you know, type thing. But when they said this, and I'm being serious, when they said this, I was sick to the point, I mean, honestly, it's a miracle I made it, honestly, if you saw me. I mean, I was awful. But I felt the love that my brothers wanted me at this place with them, whether I was just going to not hunt or not, they just wanted me to be there. That got me to the place to decide, okay, I may throw up the whole way there. And I'm going to feel sick, but I'm not going to give up because they want me there. I'm going to endure all of this sickness that's going on inside of me so that I can be with my brothers and get to my destination. You'll really think about that. Jesus did the same thing. He endured all your sicknesses. He endured all the hatred. He endured everything that attached to him from life, all the sin all the demonic activity, and he took it on himself and endured it so that he could be with you and you could be with him. Because Jesus became sin. So he became every demonic thing that you deal with. He became all the, the attachments of infirmity. It attached to him. And he hung on to it Because he knew if he could long suffer on that cross and carry it, you would be where he is and he would be where you are. If he hadn't have long suffered and said, I'm not going to do it. If I would have said, no, I'm not going, I would have never been, I would have never gotten to my destination, one thing, and I'd never gotten to my destination with my brothers. Same way with Jesus. If he hadn't decided to long suffer, he couldn't have gotten to the throne and we wouldn't have never been there with him and he wouldn't have never been able to be with us. That's some power. To long suffer through that. And I ask the Lord, I want to understand the power of the Spirit. I don't want to know that's just the Holy Ghost and it's some mystical thing, and we call it the anointing, and all that, and that's all good, but how does it work? Why? Why well, did? How are you on the throne? I mean, what got you there? I know you're raised from the dead and all that stuff, but, and he told me he said it's it's through long suffering. He said if you look at my life, I long suffered through all of my life, but it got me from it took me from glory to glory to glory to glory he said why would I tell you to take up your cross if you're going to be my disciple you've got to take up your cross and follow me he said because I'm telling you things that I, I was doing and if you take, embrace your trouble embrace the crosses that come in your life and still follow me it will take you into the places that I've prepared for you let's turn over to Hebrews 12 and because I prayed this stupid prayer, because <laughs> I, I, honestly, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a go-getter. I'm hard-headed. If you, kn- if you knew me, once I put my head to something, I don't care. I don't care if I die. I'm going to finish it. Even if I die, I'm going to do it. It's just part of my crazy nature type thing. And so I asked the God these crazy things, you know, I want to feel what it's like to long suffer like you do. And he's like, you're an idiot, but uh, that's great. I'm proud that you actually asked that. We're going to walk it out together. And so lately, he's been teaching me this, and he's been teaching me the power of the Spirit, and long-suffering is the Spirit. Say that with me. Long-suffering is the Spirit. So if you're long-suffering, you're exuding the Holy Ghost, now, how many of us don't think that it's the Holy Ghost? When you start long-suffering, you go, ugh. And then you look at the situation as bad instead of seeing the situation is actually bringing the Holy Ghost out of you. Because if you're long-suffering, you're releasing power of the Spirit that you've ne- you can't see it, you don't see the expressions of it, but it's changing things without you even knowing. It's releasing even the voice of God for to even hear God for themselves. When you're long-suffering with people, and, you know, have you ever had someone say something that's very critical to you, but then you endure what they're saying because you love them past that, and you take it without correcting them, and you still walk with them? Later on, they go, man, you really love me. Why? He goes, man, the other day I was really a, you know, turd and... And you still listen to me and talk to me. Well, why, did, why are they saying that? Because God spoke to them because as, you're, as they're being this unrighteous person toward you and you're long-suffering with them, it releases the river of God for God to move in their own heart secretly that you can't see. And then later on as they walk off, they realize you still love them. Which opens their heart to be able to hear God. And then later on they come back and they go, man, you, were, you still love me. Because the other day, you, you had the right to be able to say something really bad or judgmental toward me, but yet you just wanted to care for me and love me. See, they just heard God because you released the river through long suffering. And without you knowing, you saved their soul from going down any further down that critical place by you just enduring with them. Now, I used to not be that way. I would go, get over it. Stop talking that way. Or I'd get prophetic on you and say, the reason you're mouthing off is because yesterday you, you opened up the Internet and you started looking at this and it was on this page, number 25. And they just, yes, I'm sorry, thank you, Lord. I'm fine. You know, freak out and they'll go, don't do that anymore. That's fear. You're just intimidated. Endure it. Endure the hardship with them so that I can speak instead of you speaking to them. And I was like, oh, no. I can't get my way. I said, well, you know, I would ask the Lord, where's that in scripture, you know? How did that work, you know? Because it makes you manifest things like, because people like, I like to have rights. If If you do me bad, I need to do you bad. There needs to be some justice here. But justice of God is God keeping his mouth shut so that you can stay free. His mercy endures forever. So even some of the us turds in here, we all are manifesting something, but God's keeping his mouth shut so that his mercy and His endurance that's forever it can, can continue to flow from the throne. So there's water, there's living life coming to you while He's enduring our turdship. <laughs> and it's freeing us while we're being these floating turds. <laughs> it's the only way I can say it without getting very, you know, well, that's pretty bad. But anyway... But you don't understand what I'm saying. So even right now, God's enduring, but that endurance is even causing the river that's in him to flow out of him so that life can still endure and live on this earth. And I and I've seen this, and I said, I want that. He said, Well, it's long suffering, it's endurance. And then he started taking me into the Spirit, showing me this is a a part of my nature that keeps the gates open of heaven in you so that you can give life wherever you go. But I used to go around that. If there was trouble, if there was intensity, I'd either ignore it. Y'all ever do that? You know, I just don't want to deal with the problem. Mm, Out of sight, out of mind, baby. You know? Or, or you say, I just don't have the grace to even walk through with them. Uh, this is as far as we go, praise God. You know, and uh, y'all ever done that? Well, I guess there's no grace for friendship. No, it's just we don't want to endure past our own horizon line. But if you learn to break through that, There's a new river even in us that flows out of us that releases the voice and the power of God to speak to them without even us having to speak. Y'all are looking at me funny again. Let's read this and I'm going to show you a story with Jesus. I love Jesus because he's our pattern, right? Hebrews 12. First, uh, first verse, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, in other words, people that have gone before us, and of course, in the, he talks about them, all these people that walk by faith and not by sight, that entered into these places, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with what? Endurance the race that is set before us. Now, you understand that he's saying, let us, underline that, us. That means while you're running with each other, you're going to have to endure one another. We're all in the same race. And so some of us are going to be running like this, you know, and some of us will be proper, and then some of us will be talking while you're running and you're irritating everybody, you know. And Y'all ever had runners where they're, you know, you're trying to focus and you got a runner that's talking, oh, isn't this fun? You know, you want to knock the, you know, because you're just trying to stay focused to keep your oxygen in your lungs, you know sorry, I just went somewhere. I, <laughs> My wife's like that. I'll start talking while we're running. She goes, would you be quiet? I'm focusing. Because <laughs> she doesn't like to talk while she's running. And I'm going, man, this is cool. You know, you know. I didn't run. But it says, let, let, us run the, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus so you've got a race, say so you've got a race. So it's life. So life's going to be the cross. There's going to be trouble. But every time there's trouble, you endure it because you don't look at the trouble, you look at Jesus while the trouble's going on. But most of the time when we're running and that thing hits us, we look at the problem instead of what? The Lord. What are you doing? Because if I can see Jesus and what he's doing and allowing things to happen, then I can take on and suffer through it and be able to enter into what Jesus is doing instead of what I'm seeing the enemy doing. And if I start looking at what the enemy's doing, I get all hyped up just like the enemy. I get all mad. I get frustrated. I bind him with anger and I think I'm doing a good job. I bind you in a colob. I'll never forget. I went, kalabah, bind you. And the Lord said, what kind of tongue is that? I said, what do you mean I'm speaking in tongues? He said, that ain't my tongue. He said, that's anger. How are you going to bind him with that kind of tongue? And I, God does that with me. He said, you've got to get in the spirit. You've got to see what I'm doing. Don't look at the issue. Endure endure the issue and look at me because all issues are actually gateways to enter into the things that I'm doing. I had a friend of mine literally got taken to heaven and there was a door. I'll never forget it. He he came to me. It shook him up. He wrote about it in a book called The Final Quest. But it shook him up. He walked to a door at this mountain that even the angels didn't want to go in. It was so scary looking. It was dark. And and he saw, it was like weeds growing over the sign, And and he uncovered the weeds and looked at it because nobody had been in there. And it said, the judgment seat of God. And the angels were looking like, you going in there? He said, this is what I need to know what God's like. And he opened that door and it was pitch black total blackness couldn't see in front of him. fear and all kinds of stuff came up on him he didn't realize he was standing before the throne as soon as he opened the door but it was his darkness that was manifesting because the light was so great and he got so he got so involved in the darkness that he couldn't see that he was standing right before god It was his own fear, his own own iniquities that were rising up. And he screamed, and he said, oh, help, I'm I'm dying. I can't see you, God. He goes, you're standing before my throne. It's not, the darkness that you're seeing is inside of you. Look for me instead of looking at yourself. And let me judge your darkness instead of you judging yourself. Changed his life. And I think we've got to do the same thing. We've got to get to this place to where when there's trouble, when there's darkness that comes to us, we've got to look unto Jesus. Endure what's going on and look unto Jesus, and maybe we'll start getting a glimpse of the power of God instead of the trouble. If you look at trouble, you're going to have trouble. But if you look unto Jesus while the trouble's going on, you're going to have Jesus to open up your spirit, and Jesus is going to take over. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it says it here. He says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now I want you to turn over real quickly, because I started asking the Lord. i got several scriptures here, but I want to throw this one out. Turn over to Luke 23. So Jesus endures all of the sin. He endures the beatings. He's endured not just the beatings of the cross, but that that cross was not just that one-time thing when they nailed him on the cross and they beat him to death. They were beating him to death every single day. So for him to say, take up your cross, a lot of people that followed him, they knew what he was talking about. There were whispers in the crowd. He, what he's talking about actually works. If you do take up your cross, if you embrace the trouble and still follow God, there's the power of God that shows up. There, you'll always be in the Spirit. You'll always be under that place of that joy and, that, and being able to hear the Father because we've been watching him. He's been carrying a cross every single day. But he's, endure, he's been enduring all these people's ruckus and all these criticism and hatred. And the more we see him endure it and he embraces it, God comes out the throne of god comes out power people get healed in the midst where he should have criticized everybody but he fed them he does a uh, takes fish and uh, loaves two loaves of fi- uh, two fish and loaves of bread and he feeds people while half of them hated him but he and, he and uh, we watched him endure the cross of hatred and, and take it on and still focus on what Father wanted to do, and that endurance opened up the gates of Jesus to actually create a miracle for everyone to be fed, including his enemies. Why would he say, if your enemy's hungry, feed them? He actually did it. But he had to endure the enemy's hostility in order for the gates of heaven to open up in his own spirit to do the miracle. Because it's long-suffering, endurance is part of the Spirit of God that creates the gates to open up to do whatever Father wants to do in people's lives. Are you with me? Now you look at how many times you've gotten in situations how the enemy's made you just either walk out, I've had enough of you, you know, or whatever, and you just get all upset. The enemy knows if we ever start going to that door and see it as opportunity, he's toast. If we ever understand the real true walk of Jesus and we start enduring like he does and we see the gates open, oh my, can you imagine how many people and how many situations will be put to rest? You'll no longer have to walk around them, you'll face them. How many of you got giants you've walked around? Bigger, the bigger the giant, the bigger fruit you've got on the other side. Yeah, that's good. I'm serious. Bigger the giant, bigger the fruit. You got a little, you it. well, enjoy it. It's just a little. I want you to look at this. Remember, he is, he's in, Jesus is, has walked three, basically three and a half years of his true maturity of his ministry or doing the things that Papa is telling him to do. there were many th- other things historically he, Jesus did as he grew up. But we're gonna, well, you're looking at three and a half uh, years of the, of the Gospels and all Matthew Mark and they're, they're telling you all of what Jesus did, but there were so there weren't enough books to put it in. but they're giving us an idea. but if you watch Jesus' life, he's enduring this cross and dragging all those troubles, embracing everybody's wrath so that God can come out. And finally, he initiates the very thing that he's been doing. He shows it physically of what he's been doing spiritually his whole life by actually allowing it physically to happen to him. He's taken to the throne, he's taken to the courts, they slap him, who prophesied, who hit you, and he's still keeping his mouth shut. And endurance is While they're slapping him, endurance is just working in him, long-suffering. It's what 1 Corinthians Corinthians 13, 4 talks about, that love is patient, it is kind, it is long-suffering. And it's standing there while it's slapping, and he's enduring it because he loves them enough to endure even their hostility so that the river can keep flowing out of his body. And it says he did not open his mouth. No, God. Jesus never opened his mouth. God did. Because the more man shuts his mouth and endures hostility, the more God opens his mouth wide and speaks into the situation. And they whip him. He's taking it because he loves us. He wants to get to the hunting trip. He wants to get where you. He wants you to be there with him. So he's going to take on your hostility. He knows you're not in your right mind. So he's going to take it on. He doesn't matter. I'll take on your stuff. Hit me again. Uh, We're going. I'm going to put you on this plane. Just keep hitting me because if you keep hitting me and I keep enduring, it allows the river to come out and we'll fly together. That's what he's saying. That's what he's doing. He's trying to take us there. And so there, you got to understand while he's enduring all this. There's people watching this beatings. And they're watching a man that's actually taking on wrath. Now, there's they're Scripture, because some of them have hang, hung out with him. And they're hearing him. When your enemy is hungry, feed him. They're hearing stuff that he said. Love your enemies. If they slap you, turn the other cheek. And they're, I mean... While he's long suffering, God is speaking again, and it's running through their minds. And they're, they're, stand, they're actually coming, an awakening of going, Oh my God, we've been walking with God physically, and we didn't know it. Yeah. All because he, wasn't, he, didn't just, he just chose to long suffer with them, he's just taking it. Then they hand him a cross. After beating him to death, they hang him. They give him a cross after they beat him to death, and he's dragging it. And he's embracing it. Can you imagine the voice? The voice of God that spoke out to all the thousands that's watching because they could hear him talk in the past. He might have spoke, "Take up your cross." Like, like two years ago, but man, when he embraced it with blood dripping down his face and. His back peeled off to where you can see some of his ribs, And he's trying to drag that thing up to, the, up to the hill. And he doesn't have a face of, golly, I can't stand there. He's got a face of trying to get there. I just got to get there for him. That blew my mind. I don't know if I could take it. He wasn't doing it because he had to. He did it because he wanted to, because he loved you. And he's just thinking, I got to get up there. I just got to make it. And there's people watching. God is speaking more than he's ever spoke through his son. And his son's not saying a word. He's dying slowly. He's tortured So much so, they had to, he couldn't take it any longer. He, he had to have somebody else drag it the, the other way. And he just walks, trying to walk with him. But they forget there's two criminals that are, doing, that are following along up this hill. We forget that they had to watch this man. There's one watching him that's got the goat mentality. And you got another thief on the other side that, because of his long suffering, he's been watching Jesus. How he's been acting, he's not even. He's watched Jesus' character not change. He's watched Jesus uh, take on the stripe. He's watched Jesus try to embrace the cross as long as he could. And he sees. He's watching his face, and he's watching Jesus endure everything. And then he hears Jesus on the cross after they nailed him, stuck him, stuck him to the cross. Others are tied. How'd you like to be stuck to the cross and you can't get off? You've already been beaten to death. Now they've stuck you there. In a reverse S, it's called crucifixion to where you suffer long. And they do it to be cruel. And he's trying, he's breathing for their sake trying to hold on and then praise some. Not even for himself. And this guy's watching him. Jesus had done three and a half years of suffering and now he's there for one. <laughs> that criminal would have never saw God if he hadn't have seen God long suffer and not say a word and just say forgive him, his mind opens up. Let's watch it in First. Uh, let's Luke twenty three, and uh, Luke twenty three, starting verse thirty two. There were also two other criminals led with him. Said, "Let say that with me." Led with him, so you know they're watching. Y'all ever watched somebody's life? And you know they're from God. They don't have to say nothing. You've been watching them. It's because their life speaks. Certain people's lives who follow Jesus, it just speaks. They don't have to speak anything. They don't have to make themselves known on Facebook or any of that. Just the way that they walk, it speaks volumes. And everybody knows it. They just won't talk about it. They just watch them. And your spirit opens up. Have you ever been around people That really walk with God, your spirit just, when they come in the room or if they're around it, you just know, oh Lord, it's either that or your butt cheeks tighten up. You go, man, I better get right. You know, something happens. Sorry, did I say that? I always say something stupid. (coughs) You get what I'm saying? So they're led with him to put to death. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, they were crucified. They crucified him and the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. Now you can kind of understand, these guys have been watching this this man. He hasn't opened up his mouth. And if there was a time to actually be justified, he should have said, God, all right, I did it. You can kill him now. And, they're, and so when he opens up his mouth, they're thinking, I'm sure one of them is thinking, man, he's going to let them have it now. Because I, I know who he is, but now it's God's justice. And here's God's justice. Forgive them. And what that means is let them go free, take every anger and all the, just, all the judgment on me. Let them go. I'll go down to the pit. I don't have to get up. I don't have to come up. I'll go down the pit for them. Just let them go. That's what he's saying. He's not worried about going to heaven. Uh He's willing to take on death and never show up to the Father again. That's love. And, the, and you imagine watching that. When you thought he was going to say something like, get him, he goes, let him go. And after him, this criminal has been watching this man to do long suffer, getting all the way up to this hill, and then he finally says something, you know, that's asinine, it's just it's, it's not it doesn't even doesn't even line up with what you should be saying. You're a just man. Why don't you ask God to do destruction? Bind the enemy, which are these people, and bring lightning on them. And he says, let them go. And they're watching it. And then it says, after he's doing that, the enemy down there is being used by, all these people are just, you know, uh, gambling for his clothes—they're doing all the stuff that we do now, you know. Except it's—it's it, criminal. Because right now we still gamble for his garments. Oh, I've got this mantle. I need this mantle. You know, I'm oh, you can come buy this. You'll get him parted. You know, we do all that. We're still doing that at the cross, and God is still going forgive him. It's okay. He still endures forever. Did I just get prophetic there? I'm sorry. It says, And they divided his garments and cast lots, and, and the people stood looking on. But even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others, let him save himself if he is the Christ, the chosen God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine and saying, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And an inscription was written uh, over him in the letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew, this is the king of the Jews. I mean, you're watching this. You're hanging with Jesus. And you're watching. They're not even giving up. They're still doing stuff to him. I mean, to write an inscription over you, after you've already hung him, come on. But his pain is opening a criminal's eyes because Jesus has chosen to give place to wrath. Romans 12 talks about it. Give place to wrath. And God will have vengeance. Then one of the criminals who, hang, who were hanged blasphemed him saying, if you're the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other, say, but the other. Amen. But the other, he's he doesn't even realize it. He's, his heart has changed. He doesn't realize it. Now he is transformed just like the one hanging. And he's not even thinking of his own pain. And he looks over and he is now a mediator for Jesus in the face of, of the accuser of the brethren while he's hanging. A criminal has now been transformed into the man's likeness because he's just been watching him. And he doesn't even think about his own pain. Hey, dude. Look at it. But the other, he's leaning over rebuking and saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. In other words, I have realized by watching this man, he is a righteous man. And if you don't see him as a righteous man, you're not going to get a righteous reward and you don't get in. And then he looks at him, he looks at Jesus and he goes, first of all he says, Jesus, he sees him as a man and he also sees him as Lord. Yeah. Remember me, when you come into your kingdom, he's already in, but Jesus has that confirm it. So he goes, so surely I say to you today, in other words, it's already happened, because you're like me now You will enter into paradise He was already in paradise Because he no longer had his old heart The long suffering of Jesus in the river Had blasted this man To transform him into the same likeness as Jesus And now here are two Here are two images of God Hanging on the cross One's a son and one's a criminal They're both righteous now And Jesus didn't say a word. He could've could totally condemned both of them because they were criminals. Mm-mm. And I asked the Lord, long suffering, save this man. He says, absolutely. I endured the cross so that this man could see God. I endured his pain, I endured the anger, I endured the hatred, and it opened the gates of heaven in his own heart to see who I really am so that he could enter in to that place with me. And I've, honestly, I can tell you, I've been in situations, kind of shadow this, and there's no telling how many times I've failed. When I've, had, when I've had major betrayal, or I've had people come in my life that just are out, y'all ever just have somebody that's just antagonistic, just, you know, or, or it's like the enemy, your life is always, somebody, something's always bombarding you. Y'all ever had that? Okay. A few of us. And you just kind of go, why is this happening? And you get all upset, and you y'all ever do that? And I would, you know, and I'd just kind of go, well, I bind it in the name, just so, I'd say I bind it just so my conscience feel better. Yeah. So I was tired of looking at it, yeah. right? And one day I'll never forget. <clears throat> I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, he goes, not in my name, bro. I said, what, Lord, what, what'd you just say? He said, don't bind this stuff. Endure it. If you'll endure it, The river of God will flow out of your life. Then God will bind it and you'll see my work. I went, oh no. That means I have to let go of my strength and I have to actually suffer through these things. He said, but yeah, but you'll enter into the places of the throne room that you've never entered into before. So I just started trying to see if it worked. It works. Not too long ago, I had a minister I'm trying to help, trying to help because we all think we know everything, <clears throat> and sat down with him. I'll never forget it. I sat down with him. He's supposed to be under my jurisdiction. He went behind me and did something that was completely just, I thought, the man's lost his mind. He's, he's burying himself, you know. And he went behind me and did something that was not, he knew he wasn't supposed to do. And man, immediately, y'all ever done, y'all ever had somebody do that to you? What does that feel like? Does anybody want to be real? You want to knock them in the teeth. And I looked at him and I said, you went around what I just told you not to do, didn't you? Yeah, but I just just knew it was the Lord. Oh man, when you throw the Lord in there, I'm really going to knock your ears off. (laughs) And so Brad, the fighter Brad, wanted to knock his bop his ears off. And the Lord says, don't bop his ears off. Listen to what he's saying. And I go, inside I'm going listen you while you saying, you know, and I'm I'm really wanting to get really mad because he's against my authority, right? Come on. And I wanted to have justice. My justice, not his. And so I just took a deep breath. And I took his rebellion. I could feel the rebellion because he deals with any kind of anytime you feel rebellion, there's all this anger and witchcraft and manipulation that comes along. So when he goes, yeah, I just feel like it was really the Lord. And when I felt that, it was, it was arrogant, you know, and it hit me. And if I don't catch it as him, you know, releasing it, and I think it's mine and I get mad and I agree with that type of spirit, then I will use that arrogance, that re- rebellion against him, and then I'll end up, what, hurting him. So what I have to do is as that rebellion and all that stuff starts hitting me, I have to actually give place to it and just soak it in. (laughs) But this just happened the other day. And when it hit me, I went to the cross. And I saw one of these particular moments where he was just swallowing it and taking it. When he had a right... To be able to say something. And so when I saw it, and I just kind of, and then when I swallowed it, and I endured, all of a sudden, I saw this young man. I, I was looking at a man that was going, yeah, he is the Lord, you know, all that. But I could see through it, and I saw this young boy that's never been under authority. He doesn't know how to do it. And every time he's acted this way, and the uh, the leaders that have been over him and he's acted that way toward them. They didn't know how to see it, and so they just jack slap him, and then he runs. And when I saw it, I looked at him. I go, "You're going to constantly do this." What do you mean? Now I'm in the right spirit. See, it's different. I'm not judging now. I'm not being critical. And so I said, you're going to always do this. I said, you have an addiction because you've never learned to submit yourself under true authority of God. And that's why this addiction has been in your life. And I said, now, the reason you went around me is because you've never learned what real authority is. And I'm going to tell you what authority is. I still love you even if you did it. And I'm going to help you get out of it. He lost it. Because he was expecting, he had his dukes up. And he lost it in front of me. And he goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'll call him. I did, I'm, I, you're right. Oh, oh, my God, I see it, Brad. I'm, I'm going to go right back to addiction if I keep doing this. I said, it's okay, man. We're going to get over this. Now, before the old Brad, I wouldn't long suffer that stuff. I'd long suffer him by long suffering him. Well, you've got to understand, long-suffering delivered me first yeah, so that I could understand what truly God was doing to bring true justice to see a man free. But I used to retaliate that. I never wanted that in my life. But I've realized, just like this cross, that area of endurance and enduring, running the race and enduring it, Actually opens up those doors uh, of the throne room in our life, that place of authority, so that we can move and have the being of God while we're on the earth, as He is in heaven. If He's enduring forever, then I must well, as well, because you gotta understand, you don't go to heaven and just go. You know, you're sitting there buttoning. As Psalms talks about, His love endures forever you're going to be enduring forever as the same spirit up there for the earth. So you might as well do it, get, practice it here, because you're going to be doing it there. Because anything God's doing that you're going to be a part of, that you're going to have that same spirit, but you don't have to die to get there. You can die within your own old self, that old carnal mind that wars against God. And if you'll lay it down and and long suffer with one another, endure the race with one another, it will release the river of God and we couldn't hold God in this place if we ran together and endured with one another. And we would hear God with us not even having to prove that he's real because we'd be just living the life. Criminals would see it, just like this criminal did. Does this make sense? So, if you've been enduring, and you've seen, I'm I'm tell you, if you've been enduring, you're actually exuding the Holy Ghost. You're releasing power that you can't see. You're releasing seeds of God that you can't see. You're weeping, but you're actually sowing seed. Don't let the enemy come in and say how bad it is. See that you're actually living the life of Jesus. And then, if you ask yourself, why is there always stirred up? Why is there always trouble? I can tell you why today is because you're causing it. He's made you the light of the world as He's the light of the world. And so He's going to throw you in situations, and your light's going to shine among people, and everything's going to manifest. Because it's you that's the light of the world that's causing chaos and the enemy's wreaking havoc and they're screeching and they're trying to get you to believe that something's wrong with you so so that you can never see that you're the one that's causing all that stuff to manifest so that it can be taken out of this earth. How'd you like to be Jesus? Everywhere he'd walk, something would snarl. I would eventually go, something's wrong with me. I I know I'm the son of God, but i got a stronghold. There's demons always following me everywhere I go. (laughs) Of course they're going to follow, because you're the light of the world. You're going to make everything manifest. So you might might as well put your armor back on and go, wait a minute. I'm a son. I'm a daughter of God. I need to embrace this stuff because I'm causing it through Christ Jesus. I'm going to endure this thing because this is the way to live. If I'm going to abide in Christ, I'm going to walk like Him. And then you'll enter into places you have never thought you'd enter into. You'll see chaos as opportunity then. You'll go, I can't wait for another fight. Let's pick another one. I used to ask the Lord, why is my family always jealous of me? Oh, because they're jealous of me. What's that mean? You're like me. Yeah, but I know the Bible. No, I actually think that you're like me. You better get the grip. I remember I hit a golf ball one time, and when I was playing on the tour, I hit a bad shot, and I go, you're a sorry, no good. And the Lord said, don't you ever say that about me again. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. (laughs) It woke me up. Well, okay. Let's pray.